Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hey, everybody, it's Lloyd Spence, and the NFL season's in full swing. Listen, you might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Listen, we're getting closer and closer to the playoffs, and you need to get your money together so you can pick your playoff championship team. From the game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there's always the online casino because it never closes. So head on over to betonline.ag. That's betonline.ag. Head over there today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, betonline.ag. Get on over there and sign up today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Tell them your man Lloyd and the noisemakers sent you. You are now listening to Believe in the ACC with my husband, Mr. Talkin' Noise, Lloyd Spence, and our brother, Heisman Trophy and Florida State legend, Charlie Ward. And now, Lloyd and Charlie. Go get them, fellas. So the way I look at it is this. It's not how you start the season, but it's how you finish the season. And a lot of people started with high expectations. Those expectations didn't go quite the way they thought it would. But they can still finish either in the right direction or the wrong direction. So, Or are they finishing in the right direction or the wrong direction? So that's what we will talk about today on Believe in the ACC. I am Lloyd Spence. That is Charlie Ward. We're glad to be here with you today. Charlie, how you feeling, man? Uh, actually, I'm doing well. We, uh, of course, uh, I'm still following the Seminoles tonight. See how they're doing against Indiana. Uh, they were up three, but the guy just hit a three. And I'm not sure what the score is, but uh, it should be a good game. Uh, nonetheless, okay. last night we won, so. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, Charlie, because it's such a special weekend, I thought I would bring somebody back who had a good time with us last weekend, so please welcome back to the show, Mr. Joshua Morgan. He's repping it, really repping it. And he's really repping. For those who can't see on the podcast, he is Virginia Tech out. You look on, good, man. man. Appreciate it, man. How y'all doing, man? We good, man. We good. So, again, today's theme is not how you start, it's how you finish. So, we're going to play. Well, first, before we play our game, I got to ask you both a question. Got to ask you both a question. When a season starts to go bad, if you had any bad season, either in college or professionally, and you know it's not going to end the way that you thought it would, would end at the beginning of that season, what is your mindset as the season starts to come to a close? Are you thinking about your personal future? Are you thinking about team future? <clears throat> One of the things we've seen a lot of players doing this year is opting out. This week we saw Tutu Atwell for Louisville say, yeah, I'm good. I'm not going to play that last game, which I personally, you know, the old school player in me is like, oh, I wish he'd finish the season, but I understand. I do understand. But what do you guys think? 
should be the mindset of a team as the season ends in a way that you didn't think it was going to end? Uh, well, I mean, in this in this day and age, uh, the old adage of finish what you start, finish what you start, uh, kind of goes by the wayside, um, you know, in a lot of ways. And I don't know where it's leading mm. um, as far as the attitude towards uh, giving up. And, I, you know, I always equate things to life. And so, you know, if I'm going to give up now uh, on something, then it'll be a lot easier to give up on, uh, say, if I'm married, um, if things aren't going well. Uh, then, you know, it's okay if I get a divorce. And I'm not saying that's bad, but I think that just the mindset, uh, you know, mindset is there that if things aren't going well, then I'm just going to find something else or move on. In the season, I understand, I understand injury. I do understand all of that. Uh, but, I mean, one game, I mean, not, not knock anyone on their decision, but I know just for myself, that would be tough. That would be a tough pill for me to swallow as a competitor, as someone who's been taught, you know, that you finish what you start, regardless of what the season looks like. And if it's meant for you to have an NFL career or NBA career or whatever career, God's going to uh, make that happen. Okay. Uh, and, and so... That's just my thoughts. Okay. All right. Our special guest, Virginia Tech wide receiving legend, Joshua Morgan. What are your thoughts, sir? Um, I kind of agree with what Charlie said about, you know, that old saying about finish what you start is going to the wayside because a lot of people thinking about their future now as far as, as far as college football is concerned. I know when I was a professional, I mean, I was blessed in college football to never really have a losing season. But as a professional, I know – we just start thinking, okay, you know, as a professional, you start thinking about business moves, right? So you start thinking about, okay, what's next? What's going on? Um, where am I going to be? How did my season go? You start reflecting on your year. You always want to finish strong and you always want to finish as a team. You always want to think stronger together. But you know, in the NFL, on a professional level, um, losing seasons, somebody going, you're not going to see the same team next year. You know, and that's just the way the business goes. You're not going to see, you're not going to have all the same teammates. You're probably not going to have the same coaching staff. Um, you know, if you win and you stay, you lose and you out. And that's just how it goes. So, yeah, I always try to think on a professional level, um, just finish strong. Um, do the best you could do. Go out. You know, you're not going to the playoffs. Um, finish healthy. Finish strong. And go out with a bang. You know, go out. Go out and leave the end of your season as a tune-up the way you want to be started next year. Well, uh, I know this technically is not the end of the season because technically we have two rescheduled games next week, but it kind of is. The majority of the teams will be done this week. But um, I look at the at, the, at where uh, players and teams uh, teams are going into this end of the season, and I was I was thinking about that, and I was thinking about. Um, if we if, if teams were uh, if teams were in ACC season, there was an app for ACC seasons, and you could swipe left for them being having a great or bad season, or swipe right for them having a good season. Which way would I swipe? So 
I thought about that. And I said, let's just play the swipe game. We'll, I'll have you guys swipe today on uh, which way you don't swipe. So if they're having, a, if they're moving in the right direction, you'll tell me I'm swiping right, Lord. That team is moving in the right direction. If you didn't, if you think they're trending in the wrong direction, you can swipe left. Now, obviously, I left Notre Dame and Clemson out because if you make it to the ACC championship, you're probably swiping right. <laughs> so that's right. pretty easy. So. <laughs> we'll start with um, Syracuse. Which way you swipe? Swipe right for the right direction. Swipe left for the wrong direction. Everybody's going left. Yes, sir. Yeah, they're going left. I, you know, I, I, I hope that they swipe right. Here's what I mean by that. Give him another chance. Don't hold this season against him. He's trying to install a new defensive scheme. He's trying to uh, install a, a brand new coordinator. I think the defense coordinator was new this year, or at least his scheme was new. Give him another chance. But having said that, yeah, he's probably a swipe left. <laughs> I didn't say you. You gassing him up. And... I'm trying, man. I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> and uh, and look, man, is on the hot seat and. The seat keeps getting warm, and uh, we definitely want him to uh, make it because there's no more us. <laughs> you know, right, right. If he does, you don't get canned. And so as far as head coach is concerned, uh, but I, I agree with you on, you know, give him another chance. Uh, but I think they've been competitive. And, I mean, I've coached losing seasons. I've had mm -hmm. quite a few of those in football. And it is really, really tough once you get uh, where you're out of the playoffs or out of whatever, and your season is not going to end up in a winning season. Um, it's really, really tough to keep those guys, you know, focused. Right. And someone that can keep them focused and at least competing and not just giving in, you know, they definitely have, you know, the ear of the locker room. Listen, as of last weekend, they put 21 points up on Notre Dame. I mean, that clearly means they're trying, and they were going to try. They tried all the way to the end. So, I don't know. What do you think, Joshua? Um, I, I, I would hope for Syracuse to, you know, swipe right for the right reasons too. You know, like Charlie says, not a lot of us. And um, they look like they do have a lot of talent on the team. You know, I would have to go revisit their games and watch them closer. Right. To really understand why they have lost the games that they lost. But um, I definitely, you know, want to see – I, I want to see them win just because so the ACC could be more competitive. And yeah. so I can see us brothers out there on successful teams getting the recognition yeah. we deserve. Yeah. But we all – but, but having said all that, we all swipe left, though. Just – just re <laughs> I'm reminding you both of that. You, you quickly swiped left on that one. You said – you said you right? Said, I, I swipe left too. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> you were saying trending, which direction they were trending? They're trending left. You can't. Yeah. You can't argue with that. You can't argue with that. Okay, Pitt Panthers. What do you think? Are we swiping right? Are we swiping left on them? Uh, no, they're kind of in the middle. I mean, they're kind of uh, you know, a little bit inconclusive. I yeah. thought I almost added a, a inconclusive button to this uh, to this exercise because because Pitt was the one team I was thinking. I don't know if you can swipe left or right with them with the injuries, 
with all they they've had to deal with this season, but yet they 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 kind of got back in the groove a little bit. They're five and five now. Uh, if they'll 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 either finish five and five in the ACC with a winning overall record, or uh, they'll go under on both. But I I I like some of the things that they did this season. So I'm gonna swipe right personally. I'm gonna swipe right. Yeah, I would agree. But it's fifty one forty nine though. It's not like a glaring swipe. <laughs> Yeah, I, I would have to agree with that too. And I know I'm gonna speak a little prematurely because we haven't got to Virginia Tech yet. But I'm a. It's kind of the same. They remind me of the Hokies right now. Like mm. you can't really, you can't really swipe right too far. And you can't really swipe left too far. Like right. I like a lot of the things that they did, but it's like it's not consistent at all. Yeah, the way they just gave up, let him kill me. But yeah, yeah, it's kind of what you said. It's it's kind of like a sixty forty thing. Yeah, you gave him 60. You're generous, Joshua. <laughs> you are generous, 60. That's bias. <laughs> oh, you giving Virginia Tech 60. Yeah, I'm about to give it. We're talking about Pitt right now. Yeah, look. Another thing with Pitt is, you know, the quarterback. Um, you know, if they can't get better quarterback play, then they're going to definitely be trending in the wrong direction. Yeah. Uh, with the backup, you know, unless they, unless he improves over this next uh, off season, uh, but and Kenny uh, Hackett uh, comes back, should he come back? You bring up an interesting point right there. Should should he should he come back? Uh, uh, um, was it was it uh, it? Because he he technically could come back. Yeah, he could. So should he? I, I think he's going to probably give himself a draft grade to see what that is and then make a decision. What would be your draft grade? If you were if you were mentoring Kenny Pickett, you are a Heisman Trophy winner, professional athlete, both of you are professional athletes. If you were tell, advising this young man, what would you tell him to do? Swipe right or swipe left? <laughs> oh, really? You tell me both? I would tell him a swipe left mean to stay. No, yeah, swipe left mean let's say swipe left to stay. Yeah. Yeah, I would tell him to stay. I would yeah. I would I would honestly, if you don't have a first round grade coming out, I would tell everybody to stay. You know, and that's just mm. what it is. If you don't have a first round, especially as a quarterback in this type of year. Yeah, in this type of year, I would mm. definitely tell him to stay. Just because it's a get out of jail free card. Yeah, you know what right. I mean? Yeah, exactly. Like play it smart, like Charlie said. Put yeah. put yourself out there, get your grade back, and from there, you know, common sense going to take over. Same for you, Charlie. Yeah, I agree, and yeah. I'm always like that with you know everyone. Um, and some guys choose to stay, um, and some guys who don't have a first round grade, and they may be second or third round, uh, they choose to leave. You yeah. know, prepare for the draft and hope their stock uh, rises uh, after, you know, they do their combine workout or they get prepared. But, I mean, to each his own, uh, as I, you know my whole deal, you make decisions. We make decisions in life, and we have to live with those decisions. And so if someone feels like they're second round or third round, have a third round draft grade, and they decide they want to leave college because they feel like they can help their stock, you know, by going and working out and getting prepared. I mean, that's on them. 
but I would I would I would say you know test it to see and then make a decision you know based upon that. Yeah, I, I always I always say I can't tell you what your situation is. So if your situation says you need to go, then I we all totally understand that. The problem with that is it it unless it's in the first round, we all know it's all, it's an audition at that point, and so yeah. you don't want to go audition. And not be guaranteed an oppor- a real opportunity. So I, I I'm with you, Joshua and and Charlie. I think if if unless somebody gives them a, a first round grade, I I probably would come back and use that get out of jail free card and say let me just let me let me run it back and 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 use my experience that I'm gaining from last year going into next year to try to. Uh, you know, and then that's also also based on who they got coming in too, because right. maybe the guy you got coming in uh, might be better than you. So you got to look at that as well. Now it's hard to say about an incoming freshman, but still, <coughs> or the guy you got coming on the bench might be you know better. So it's just a lot of factors there. But it, but I think Kenny should run it back. I, I think I agree with you guys on that one. Um, but we all agree that they're probably somewhat trending in the right direction there. Right, they are. Okay. I would say the same thing about Georgia Tech. I, In fact, I would swipe hard right with them. I, I put Georgia Tech at about a 75% because I like what a lot of the things that I saw with them. To me, they just need time. They're, they're, it's going to take them a year, possibly two, to, to get these young players where they want them to be. That's And that's kind of what Georgia Tech is. It's that ebb and flow uh, you know, it takes them a little time to get up the hill, but when they get up there, they're, when they get up there, they're pretty competitive. So I would say, I would say they're swiping right. What do you guys say? I can agree with that. Um, you know, I think they have some good quality young players, and I know Coach Collins will continue to recruit uh, there at Georgia Tech. And I mean, he's trying to overhaul um, an offense that was, um, you know wishbone and so when you're trying to overhaul a wishbone offense um and turn it into a spread offense uh it's gonna take some years Tyler, just the way you said wishbone just did it doesn't doesn't sound like you're a diehard wishbone fan charlie it feels like you feel a way about the wishbone uh, jamel holloway uh, J.C. Watts. No, they're not walking through this door, right? No, you know, when they ran it, it looked like beauty, baby. Did Tommy run that too? Tommy Frazier. Yeah, was, I was gonna say Tommy Frazier ran that too. He was a, he was a, he wasn't a strict wishbone guy. They, they started running the eye formation, right, right, veer. Um, so he wasn't a true wishbone, but I mean, you know. If you think of wishbone today, you think of Army, right? Navy, you know, uh, some of those Air Force, you know, the armed forces. Um, But you normally don't see it in a Power Five conference, and so they're they're trying to overhaul that. Um, And I think he does a good job of recruiting. So I think they're they're definitely a hard. All right, all right, Joshua, what do you got for us? Um, I think they're hard right as well, um, just because, like I said, they have a lot of young talent. And I, I just don't – seeing them play when I did catch a game, um, I don't think they fully understand the offense and the whole concept of it yet. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, another year in the system, then, you know, you're going to see it 
being ran a lot better. Yeah. You want to see those kids. It's just like anything. Once the kids really understand what they're doing, exactly. they go out there and you see their full talent. Like you see, they're not thinking it. Everything's such a second nature. So you see that for the full display of their talent. And um, I just think, I think that's what's going on with them right now. So I definitely swipe right. All right. I love it. I love it. Uh, another team that is, was, was, it seemed like they caught fire for a little while, and then the fire just kind of died down, and then, you know, just, I don't know, kind of fell apart a little bit toward the end. But Wake Forest, I, I, I'm i hesitant to swipe right only for this reason. Wake Forest is another one of those teams every three or four years. They, they give you something. But this might have been that year. And so I, I, would, I would say a a, a, a just a little bitty tuck to the right, nothing heavy, just it's just a tuck to the right. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I agree. Um, you know, Sam Hartman, though, I don't know what year he is, but I think he's a quality uh quarterback, okay. Um, you know, I think he understands the system, you know, something Josh talks about. Uh, he understands the system that they're running. Um, and that plays a big part in, you know, the offense uh, running smoothly. Uh, I know they had some issues early on with their defense, but it seemed like the defense started to come on uh, late and at least uh, start holding teams down. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're one of those teams that they're a small, small school, uh, but they get the most out of most out of their their, their athletes. That's very true. Um, and so, you know, they're always going to be now um, in the mix. And I'm not saying they're going to be in the championship mix, but they're always going to be in that middle tier team that could go either way. Um, and, but I don't think they'll ever get over the, the hump of, you know, playing with Clemson, you know, some of the top tier teams. I'll just say that. So. Yeah. Well, to your, uh, Sam Hartman uh, is a sophomore, actually. So st- they still prob- probably have two more years with him. I can't imagine he would leave uh, after his junior year. You never know. He may he may surprise us all, depending on how it goes. But I, uh, <laughs> huh? He may be another Jamie Newman. Yeah, he could. He might shock us all. You never know. I mean, stranger things have happened, Charlie. <laughs> what do you think, Joshua? I think I mean I would have to swipe white for Wake Forest just because they beat beat us, you know, and they beat us, you know, in the game that I thought was going to be a cakewalk. Mm. I kind of still look at Wake Forest as like a Duke game, like you know, like, <laughs> yeah. like Charlie said, they get the best out of what they have, but it's still it's still not enough to really be competitive. Like nobody thinks Wake Forest and thinks, oh, they might compete for the ACC championship, right? You know what I'm saying? I'm not oh, absolutely. No disrespect to them at all, but um, for what they do, they score a lot of points. They definitely have an explosive offense. They score a lot of points. And, um, you know, they just made big plays at the right time, which means they have, you know, a, another year in that system and another year of growth and hopefully a full season next year without the COVID, you know, situation. And, you know, I think they're going to definitely be competitive. I, I I think out of those type of schools, and I know you guys understand what I say when I mean that, they are the best one of those type of schools. Yeah. 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 They're, the, they're the best one. So uh, we're all swiping right on that. Now, Louisville, we swiping right or swiping left? 
I'm, I'm going to swipe right because okay. I just think that Coach Satterfield is a very good coach. Um, and, um, you know, it, it's a difficult situation as far as what they have coming through uh, the system, you know, okay. up and coming players um, and what they currently have. But I just trust that he's, uh, you know, he's was a winner at App State, um, and he'll find a way to uh, make Louisville a uh, a winner. I don't know if they ever get over the hump uh, as far as you know winning the Atlantic Division, right? Uh, but I just think they will be competitive, uh, kind of similar to Miami uh, this year. Well, they could win, you know, eight or nine games uh, in the, you know, the league in a sense if they played that many at, at one given time once mm-hmm. they can replenish some of their talent. And then I think they had some talent, but just like everyone else, they had to fight through COVID, um, guys missing games, coaches missing games, and just a disruption of that whole uh, deal. And they just didn't have the depth, I don't think, to overcome it. But I think he can get it turned around, though. And so that's why I would swipe to the right. Okay. All right. Joshua, what do you think about uh, Louisville? I think Louisville got a lot of talent as well. I think they have a lot of talent, especially young talent. Like Charlie said, you know, because of depth, you know, and the situation they face this year with coaches and players, um, it's kind of tough, you know, for them to have the young talent that they have with that type of inconsistency and the type of year we have. But outside of that, you know, I think they got a lot of talent, and I think with a full year, and hopefully, God, you know, God willing, this COVID thing disappears, and you know, sport at least sports, and you know, people lives go back to normal. Um, they're gonna, I think they're gonna be a lot more competitive, and I got them at least win the eight or nine games next year. Okay, all right. Now I'm gonna shock you both. I'm, I'm actually gonna swipe left, and for one reason and one reason only. I agree with everything you guys said. The problem is you can't have your head coach out shopping for new gigs. Oh. And I think when you do that, it 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 sends a really tough message. And and players don't want to, you know, if they're like, okay, what's going on, man? Are you with us or not? And and you can come up with all the excuses you want. And I don't really love the excuse that he came up with saying that, oh, well, you know, I'm trying to get closer to my parents. I'm not, I don't, I don't really like that. So I, I think there's a little damage control that's going to have to be done. But but the fact that he even did it says that he's looking. So it makes me wonder, where is this going? What's going to happen? If he'll settle down and be the coach of Louisville, then, then it's a, this a hard right for me because I agree with everything you guys said. I think he's got talent. I think Coach Satterfield has a good system. I think it's going to get better if he stays and works his system. But is he going to stay is the question. So. Nah, that, nah, man, that's a good point. Because, yeah. I, I mean, we we went through that uh, here at Florida State. Mm-hmm. Um, and it set us back uh, a few years. Uh, you know, Coach Fisher, that really started his downfall. Right. When he felt like FSU wasn't going to give him the things that he desired or wanted. Um, but And then he started looking. Um, and actively looking, and then ended up leaving. And so, you know, I just think that's that's a tough 
you know, situation when you have your head coach not 100% bought in to what he's potentially selling uh, right. recruits and his players. Uh, and so that's a tough, tough, really tough situation. Because the message gets totally convoluted if you're saying out the one side of your mouth, we're going to do this and we're going to do that. And then the other side, that you know, it, somebody's one of your players at, at home watching ESPN and they see your name scroll across the bottom. That That's not that's not good. Immediately lose the locker room that way. You Say that again, Josh, because that's a great point. I said you immediately lose the locker room that way. You know, you wow. lose, not only do you lose the locker room, but you, you know, you kind of lose in recruiting because they, yeah. they're thinking, well, if you recruit me and you don't even want to be there, why should I come? Why should right. I be there? Yeah. yeah. Common sense. So, yeah. so, so there's some damage control that needs to be done. They, they said he spent uh, the day after the story came on, they said he spent the whole next day on the phone and on Zooms re- convincing his recruits that he wasn't going anywhere. See, that's not good. That's not good. So anyway, that's the only reason I'm swiping left on that one. So uh, NC State, which way are you swiping on NC State, gentlemen? They're hard. They're hard as well. They uh, are. They're kind of you really don't know um, because the, I think they have a, a proven a good quarterback in Larry uh, that they that they like. I know he got injured um, and they like him. So. I think they feel good at that position. Um, and I'm not sure about the receivers and running backs and linemen and those types of things. But um, and, and then I just think they're, they've kind of always been a middle-tier middle team. They really mm-hmm. haven't gotten over the hump. They've had some productive seasons, beat some teams, but they really haven't had, like, the productive get over the hump Playing for or you know a game or so for to get into the championship, uh, but of course no one has the past few years because right. they've been the same. They've been the same deal with uh, Clemson. So, yeah. I mean, I think that's what everyone's kind of chasing right now. Yeah. But um, I, I think they're 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 swiped to the right, uh, but it's not far from the middle. Okay. Okay, Joshua. I'm going to swipe left, and I say this because they I, I, I flat out saying NC State just give up games. Like, mm, wow. like you know, one thing, I, I know it's cliche, but one thing you can't coach is hard. And it just seemed like a lot of their games, they just they weren't playing with any heart at all. You know, and it's hard to coach that. You know, you could try to instill it in people, but – them dogs, you know them dogs, you just got to have it. And you got to be playing for something different. And it's like they don't have a lot of players like that. You know, outside of the quarterback, the running back, and a couple of players on defense, it's like where you going to find it at? You know, you yeah. need a whole team to buy in. And i just seen them flat out just give up games. You know? That is a strong point. And here's, and here's what backs that point up. They finished the season on a four-game winning streak. And that sounds impressive until you see that the four-game winning streak was Florida State, Liberty, Syracuse, and Georgia Tech. They And when you look at the totality of their wins, they beat the quote-unquote bad teams, but against the quote-unquote good teams, Virginia Tech, uh, Miami, uh, UNC, this is exactly what you said. The only one they were really, truly, like, competitive in was Miami. Um 
And so I and I think they if I remember that game correctly, didn't they start out with a lead and Miami came yeah. back? Yeah, Miami something like that. Yeah, so I, I, I'm I'm with you, Joshua. I think I'm gonna have to I think I'm gonna have to swipe left. It's not I like that they beat the team they were supposed to beat, but I need you to I need you to fight in those other games as well. And so because it wasn't that level of consistency, even though it looked listen, they'll finish they finished the season seven and three. So that's not bad. But still, you got to give me something more than that. So I think I'm going to, like Charlie said, maybe a slight left thing, maybe not a hard left, but uh, definitely a swipe left. Uh, what about North Carolina? The top heels. Well, I'm going to go to the right just because of Sam Howell. Okay. Um, I think, you know, he's a talented player. And this year, he, I think he has some sophomore uh, slumps or whatever you want to call it. Um, you know, where he misses some throws, just bad reads. Um, and it, then you saw him catch fire. And once he caught fire, you know, it was no putting putting the, putting the fire out um, in any form of fashion. And so I just think uh, with him, with another year under his belt, um, and I'm not sure about the receivers, but I know Coach Mack's going to recruit well, has recruited well. And so I'm just going to give them, you know, a, a hard, a good right. Okay, a, a good hard, right. Okay, good right. Um, to trending in the right direction. I'm okay. a quarterback, you know, believer. All right, Chacho, what you think about North Carolina? That was definitely my point. I was going to make. I believe in Coach Mack, and from going down there, I was at his camp last year. You know, I spoke with him a couple of times in person, and I just believe in. I I, I buy in. <laughs> So if he got me buying it. Okay, all right. I know he's going to recruit, and I know he's going to, you know, continue to change things around there. You know what I'm saying? It's a beautiful facility. It's a beautiful place to play football. I know he's going to recruit well. Um, he has a great system. He has great coaches. Um, you know, I believe in Coach Mack. I know Dre Bly down there helping the DBs out. You know, I believe in Coach – I believe in Dre. Um, I know they're going – you know, they're definitely going in the right direction down there. I don't see any game on their schedule where it appears that they didn't fight. I don't see any game. You could make a small case for the Notre Dame game, but even in that game, um, I, I I still feel like they were still fighting toward the end. They just don't have they just don't have a like like we talk about with some other teams that full grasp of the system. They're still learning the system. And Notre Dame is not a team you're supposed to be learning against. Because they're because that defense is good enough to if you're making mistakes, they're gonna take full advantage of that. Right. So I I like what they're doing and 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 I agree with you, Joshua. I like Coach Mack. Uh and I think he got a lot out of them in their second year. His sec, it's his second year there, right? I believe. So yeah, so I, I I'm a I'm a swipe right too on that one. Uh I'm I'm loving what they're doing. Uh and it may be a hard right after tomorrow once they play this team, Miami. Um, what do you guys think about Miami uh, after this season? Uh, well, it really depends on if DJ stays or if he leaves. Um, because I'm not 100% sure if they have someone on that roster uh, as far as a quarterback that can carry them as DJ did you know, this year. And yeah. 
Hold on, I got I got to interrupt you on this one, Charlie, because I want Joshua to know this. This is DJ's former coach, <laughs> so you you may get that call, coach. What are you gonna tell him when he calls? What am I gonna tell him? Yeah, what are you gonna tell him? Is he the same thing I said about Pickett? Huh? They said the same thing I said about Pickett. I mean, you and I don't like his family. I know his his dad, you know, passed away, who's actually a coach on my staff as well. Um, and I know his mom who, you know, had you know, just got over I think breast cancer. Right. Um, and so or some form of cancer. And so I um I don't. I know if he has an opportunity, you know, whether it's a second round, third round. If he has an opportunity, I think he's going to, you know, forego uh, or come out. His, you know, graduate. Yeah. No, graduate. But I just uh, and if he does that, then I just don't know if Miami has someone on their roster that can help them get over the top like he was able to do. And then and we got the transfer portal as well and right. they did a good job of getting guys in the transfer portal um to help them on the defensive side of the ball uh you know to and they had one of their best players opt out uh defensive end right. uh, opt out and so i think they're moving in the right direction but i'm not sure if they're going to be nine and one next year if dj's not there and i don't know i don't think they have a guy coming in that could help move that needle uh, to that type of um, – and then again, they may have some out of the roster, but I don't know. I don't think so. I, I know it's tough for Florida State and Virginia Tech guys to talk about Miami, but <laughs> but nevertheless, uh, Joshua, uh, can you put your differences aside for a second and tell me what you think about the Hurricanes? I think they got a young talented team. I kind of I, I agree with Charlie. I don't know if they got another quarterback on their roster that if he leaves, that's going to come in to produce like he did. Um, I did not see him enough at all this year. Yeah, you know, due to the COVID, of course. But you know, from when they were on the field, they played good football. You know, even though I hate to say it, they played good football. I know. <laughs> but, um, you know, and it was fun to watch. So, yeah. you know, I definitely, I'm going to swipe right for that. I I, uh, I will make it a trifecta here and agree with both of you gentlemen. I, I'll say this about DJ, because I, I think the most important recruiter, recruiting that this, um, this uh, staff has to do is, and I'm just being honest, I think depending on what the young man's grade is, which if I was evaluating, I would say it's a mid to to low second round. Cause I like I like him. I really like him. And I think he's better than even what he showed this year. Uh and then and there's a lot to me, there's a lot of upside with the young man. But having said that, another year with him being so close to me to a first round grade, why not come back? And get the first round grade. You get the pass. You get the you get the opportunity. Why not take it and get the first round grade and guarantee your your family's future the way that I that that you that you could. I, but again, I I'll never speak for a person's individual circumstance. So if you're looking at your circumstance and, and your family is saying, "But we need it right now," 
I totally understand that. I get that. I, but I really love what he is, and I also love what he could be. But if he doesn't come back, I'm, I'm really indifferent because I, I agree with you guys. I don't know. That's not an easy position to replace for them. Um, and it took him a while to really get him to that place anyway. So, right. <laughs> so I, I would say it's a, it's a probably a, a slight left with, with a possibility for a hard left if he doesn't come back. So I'm, 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 I don't know. I, I really like him as a kid. I like him as a person, as an, as a player. I'd love to see him come back one more year. Uh, I would even, I'd even boldly say if he were to come back, uh, he could be in some Heisman conversations because he, because he's just a talent. He's, he's just an athletic talent. And, and I think he's starting to understand what the position entails and one more year just would not hurt him. But, but I get it if he doesn't. So I get it. Uh, Boston College, I, I'll go first on this one. I, to me, this is a, a left only because it is. Way too inconsistent, uh, way too up and down. Um, and, and, and then you don't even know where they're going. Like, where is this all going with them? So I, I'm not I'm not big on Boston College. So that's it. Sounds like it. Uh, <laughs> I say, sound like it. Did it sound like I was tearing them apart? I apologize, Boston College. <laughs> But I'm just saying, I don't know where you're going. I don't know where you're going. So, I mean, old song. Do you know where you're going to? <laughs> but, it, but again, it's Boston College. It is. It is. You but, know, they're, they're in Boston, Massachusetts, that area. Uh, and, I mean, they're just kind of there. Yeah. It's that whole, you know, adage again that they – or in ACC, uh, they will beat some teams, and they may win against, you know, maybe one of the top tier teams, uh, just one of them. Um, but they're probably not going to be playing for an ACC championship, um, and so they're just a team that you know, you know what you're going to get um, and expect each and every game you play them. They're going to play hard. Uh, they may not have the most talented guys, but they're going to rally uh, together uh, to be able to compete at a high level. And that's kind of what you're going to get. And so I, I think Coach Halfley has done a very good job um, uh, with in, in his first year um, of, you know, being competitive. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I, I would say they were trending. They're trending in the right direction. Um, I just think. You know, they're, they're not a hard right or hard left, but I do think they're trending in the right direction. Yeah. Okay, so you're just going to pick them over just a little bit to that? Sure, yeah, just just, okay. just a little bit to the right. I got you. Okay. It, it may not even be – it's 50 49. How about <laughs> oh, wow. oh, wow. With one inconclusive, we're sitting out there. <laughs> All right. Josh, what do you think? I'm going to have to agree completely with Charlie. Um, you know, they took a step this year, you know, being, even being competitive. But, you know, honestly, I'm going to always try to be real. Uh, Boston College ain't been good since Matt Ryan, Andre Callender, Jamie Silva, and packing at 07, you know, when they actually played us in the ACC championship. Yeah, yeah. And that's just, you know, it's a lot of inconsistency. Um, who knows why he is, but you know what you're going to get. You know it's going to be – 
hard defensively. You know, they're going to make some plays on offense, and, you know, you know they, you're going to have to grind it out at the end. And that just is what it is. That's every Boston College game, every year. You know, so hopefully this new coach, even having them competitive this year under the COVID restrictions and everything that's going on, to even be competitive, um, that's a plus. You got to crawl before you walk. You got to walk before you can fly. So they took a step. All right. I mean, y'all, y'all, y'all got y'all showing Boston College a lot of love, and I think your love made up for my lack of love. So I, that's we'll call that a balancing thing right there. <laughs> um, what about the Duke Blue Devils? Are we are we gonna spend a lot of time on the Duke Blue Devils? Is this one pretty? My only hope is that Duke just just give the coach same thing with Syracuse. Just give the coach another chance. Yeah, you trimmed and left, but just give the guy another chance. Well, I hope they keep. I hope they keep trending left after this week too. <laughs> I, I, I can't keep talking about teams, and they end up coming and coming down, or are we going up there and then beat uh, my Seminoles. So, um, I, I just think Duke is. I mean, Duke. Yeah. You know, oh. for football, you know, purposes, uh, you know, they they can they come to compete. Um, but they're just not going to have the type of athletes. Uh, they're going to be well coached in, in, in a lot of ways. And when they've been successful, mm -hmm. you know, with guys, they've only gotten so far. Um, and so you know, even, I mean, Steve Spurrier was able to give him over the top. Um, and then he ended up leaving. Yeah. So, you know, it wasn't like a place he was saying, man, I can continue to win here. Um, I'm just going to stay. No, he won, and then he got out. Um, and so I just think uh, Duke, you know, if they don't have, you know, a few athletes uh, that's going to push them over, then they're going to be, you know, like a placeholder. What are you thinking? Duke is Duke. <laughs> See, that, Duke, Duke every time Duke. you both say that, it sounds harsh. Duke is Duke. <laughs> what, look at the example he just gave about Coach Spurrier. Duke, Duke has always been a stat game. Even Coach Spurrier went there to get his stats up and leave. Oh, oh, <laughs> it just oh, is what it is. Oh, 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 love. Josh comes on spitting truth. He's been truth. I mean, you can't be mad at him for that. You definitely can't be mad at that. But let me say this again. Let me say this again. Because I want to advocate for the Blue Devils football team. <laughs> Coaches out there who are listening to this podcast, at some point you got to stick, man. You got to stick and try to build something. And then administrations, at some point you got to let these guys build something. It's never going to turn around if you just if – your, if your program is a revolving door – you gotta pay these guys what what they're worth, and then try to make it work. You gotta, cause it's never. Think about this. You you could in the in the in the late seventies, early eighties, you could say the same thing about Duke Black basketball. They were a revolving door. Nobody wanted to be there. They got a guy to finally stick. Now it's one of the premier programs in the country. You got sometimes you just gotta pay that one guy. You find him and you bring out the Brinks truck and say every year we go pay you. And and just keep making this program better or competitive. And then you catch lightning in the bottle and you win it, you win and maybe get to an AC championship. You may not win it, but at least you're there. So I don't know. Of course it's left for me, but still. Yeah. I'm just saying that you gotta stick at some point. You gotta 
Coach Cutcliffe has been there. Huh? Coach Cutcliffe has been there. He's been there a little while, so just let him get, you know, he ain't hurting you. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's not like uh, you're going to try to find someone that's better uh, that's going to help get the program probably to the next level. Um, the next coach, more than likely, is going to have the same issues or even worse because now he's going to be uh, trying to come in and find – you know, the right, you know, find the right system. Uh, they got to restart, you know, at that that type of place. If you change coaches, you're normally going to end up having to start over again. Right. Uh, because, you know, it's not hard to, I mean, it's hard to recruit the type of, uh, you're going to have to recruit a certain player. Yeah. Um, there. And so, I mean, if you, if you bring in a new coach, it has to be someone that's been in that type of environment before, whether it's a small environment where they made great things happen. And that is, you know, just there, there, there's coaches out there that feel like, man, if I can get to that, that job, then I can turn them around. Um, but that's hard. It's hard. <laughs> it's hard. Yeah. It's a little off topic, but why is this such a, imbalanced with like with, if your basketball like Duke basketball is so good yeah like why is it like that and it's I feel like it's like that throughout college period like if you got a great basketball team they usually a football team not that great and the opposite if you got a great football team usually your basketball program isn't that great there's very few players I I think and that's a great question Joshua we, we kind of hit, hit on that on this show before I just think there are some programs out there that choose they say we can't be good. We can't put our money in everything. So they choose. They say we're gonna put the money in this basketball program, and this is the Duke. The, if, if if money comes out of the football program, and so be it. Uh, and it, and, it, and it seems like it's easier to go recruit twelve guys to be great on a basketball or fifteen guys to be great on a basketball team than it is to recruit 50, 60, 70 guys on a football team to be great. So they choose the the financially. Fiscal, more fiscal, easier road, if you will, which is weird because like places like Louisville, who seem to be now trying to do both, that that's a it's rare to see that. It's very rare to see that. But most places choose one or the other. I think that. What do you think, Charlie? I don't know if they choose one or the other, because um, I mean, if you talk to everyone, they they want all the programs to be great. I mean, I was going to say publicly. <laughs> I, I, I just think you know it's um, at certain schools you put all put a good portion of resources into that school uh, or that that program and you normally get you know some good return um, and you know it, it's hard though to say because there's there's no um uh, format i mean it, it's not like you know you say i bring this guy in and he's going to help turn around this program um and even if they give him facilities which i think they're upgrading their facilities at duke mm -hmm. um and most times the the place the, the uh, program that may be lacking they bring a new coach in and they upgrade the facilities it doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to get turned around. And so... Couldn't Duke, afford, 
couldn't Duke afford uh, Urban Meyer if they wanted to? I mean, I've seen the tuition at Duke. Surely they can afford an Urban Meyer if they wanted to go get him. Well, Urban Meyer is not going to Duke. I don't. I'm and, just saying. And and, uh, and then again, Urban Meyer. I mean, every job is not for everyone. Urban Meyer wouldn't be successful at Duke, and he would be very similar to um, Coach Spurrier. And what I mean by that is he expects certain things. Right. And so when he goes there, he's not going to be able to get all the things that he had been getting at the schools that he's been going to. Um, and that will come to a point where he's like, well, it's time for me to go. And that's what I say, Joshua. They 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 choose. <laughs> they don't want to write Urban Meyer the check that he needs. So, you know, they say, okay, well, listen, Cutliff is enough, and that's just what it's going to be. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. I I already know how Josh was going to answer this, <laughs> uh, especially this week. But I'm going to ask him anyway, Joshua, which way are you swiping for Virginia? Remember that Beyonce song, to the left, to the left. <laughs> it always to the left of me. Oh, my goodness. Always to the left, man. Um, no, no other explanation needed on that? No, it's UVA. It's UVA. <laughs> I, as, as a Hokie, I have nothing good to say about that. Wow, wow. To the colleges, you know. It's a fun game. That's all I got for you. I got you. I got it's, my, you. It's, my, it's fun winning that Commonwealth Cup. I, I'm going to be swiping left but for a very different reason than Joshua. I, I just think their their level of inconsistency is just really high. Like they they just they have not found that groove at all. And and I don't know I don't know if they can. Like I'm not sure they that team they're the same team every year. It's weird. It's weird. Virginia is the same exact team to me every year. Like I don't know if they ever show a level of we're going to be great. That's just me. So I'm 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 to the left to the left with Joshua. What, what are you thinking, Charlie? Yeah, I mean, they're a hit or miss as well, and they're build, you know, build up type of uh, school uh, where you know they they may have you know two years. They build up to a good third year. Um, you know, it's kind of a trending type deal uh, for Virginia, um, and yeah, they're they're not hard to read, but they're kind of in that middle tier as well. You know, when it comes to uh, – they, I think Coach uh, – what's his name? Brent Mendenhall? That sounds right to me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think he's done a good job because you, Virginia is another school very similar to Duke, it's very similar to Wake Forest. They're more academic-driven. And so trying to get certain type of athletes in um, – it's going to be hard. And so they're only going to be uh, relegated to a certain type of athlete. And that's the reason why you have to develop that. They come in and they develop them over the course of years. And then they may have that one year or one and a half years or two years when they have juniors and seniors uh, leading their, their football program. Um, and, and I just think it's tough. So I think they're they're I don't know they're hard. Yeah, it's just hard to to assess them 
Uh, but I think they're kind of in the middle tier as well, just kind of standing still. Okay. Um, the, I, I'm, gonna, I'm curious to see how you're both going to answer these next two. Let's start with Virginia Tech. <laughs> Which way are you swiping, gentlemen, on Virginia Tech? I'm very curious to see how you both go to swipe. You want me to go first? Yeah, go ahead. Well, you're the one wearing the Virginia Tech gear. So, yeah, let's see. <laughs> I think I'm going to go 50-49, and, and I'm going to go like this because I just expect so much more out of them. You know what I'm saying? Like, Are you going left? No, I'm going right. You are going right. Okay. Okay. I'm going right just because we took a step as far as, like, trying to get the program back to what it was. Okay. You know, as far as hiring coaches, as far as recruiting, as far as trying to implement systems, and as far as really trying to, you know, get that Virginia Tech culture back. You know, it's really hard for – you know, former athletes like myself to watch. You know, like I said, when I was there, we didn't have losing seasons. We won 10 games a year at least. Mm. You know, and, and I was there for four years. You know, I was in college, I won 40-plus games. So you just kind of get spoiled by that work ethic. And when you look on the field and you don't see it, like I look at so many games and we – people out beam balling us. You know, we getting outplayed on special teams. And, wow. You know, we getting outplayed on defense. And that was kind of – I don't think, you know, and I know it's no stands, you know, it's no fans in the crowd and all this and that, but should it really matter? Like, you know, third down, keep play. You know, let's go. We get beat on third down. We losing the battle in special teams. We just, we not competing as well as I thought we would. Mm. And I say, I say, we we took a step only with the mindset, like, okay, this is what we have to do. We recognize the problem. We recognize what we want to get back to. And this is what we have to do. So the recruiting they've been doing has been amazing. You know, they have some guys, some former players that's doing a great job recruiting their areas, and that's been amazing. I just saw a guy this weekend took a picture with two twin brothers we got down there, coming down there, and they bigger than me. Oh, okay. <laughs> they, look okay. Like, they look like the Edmonds brothers down there. <laughs> you know, they look like baby cam chancellors. Wow, yeah. wow. So I just know the type of athletes that we have coming in, and that's why I'm saying we're taking a step in the right position, in the right direction. Okay, all right. Charlie, you, you going you gonna to agree with Joshua on this one? Uh, well, since he's giving us some insight. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I don't I, – I think Coach Fuentes, um, you know, hopefully they're, they're off of his back um, and, and – seeing what he is bringing to uh, the university and the school. Um, you know, this year for them to uh, go through what they went and still, you know, win games and be competitive, uh, being down, you know, 23 players and five coaches at one point um, and still winning games. Uh, that just goes to show you what type of uh, mentality, uh, what kind of culture uh, they have. Uh, they that he's built, and you know I'm I'm still a believer that you got to give coaches time, uh, as long as they're trending and putting, you know, policies and things in place to establishing a, a solid foundation. You got to give coaches time, and I just think that he will he was successful, you know, at, at uh, Memphis, um, and I think he'll be successful uh, at um, Virginia Tech as well. I think there's only been one bad, truly bad game and a half 
And, and that half, there was nothing you could do about that. That Clemson, listen, Joshua, I told Charlie on Monday uh, slash Tuesday, for one half, Virginia Tech, Tech made me look like a prophet. Definitely. I was a believer, too. You was where you believe it, too? See, I even had Joshua believe it. They made me look like a prophet. And then, you know, the bottom kind of fell out in the second half. But but that, that one half, they had me looking prophetic. But having said that, and then the pit game, I just think that I don't know what happened on that one. They just didn't perform well against Pitt for some reason. Yeah. But other than that, they're really – the losses that they have, other than, other than that, with Liberty with, – with Liberty is a good team. That's a really good team. And UNC is a pretty good team. And those weren't bad – those aren't bad losses. The Wake game, I mean, you, Wake is one of them weird teams. So, I don't know. I like where they're headed. I like where they are. I would swipe right for them. Uh, one thing they did do in every game, they did fight. Now maybe not to Joshua standards, but they did, but they did fight. But they did fight every game. So uh other than maybe the pit game. But that's probably the one that stuck in your craw, Joshua. You you clearly didn't like that pit game. I didn't like it at all. And there's no excuse, honestly. And and to touch on what Charlie said about, you know, the COVID and having them down five coaches and all like being there, and I know I'm sure you would feel the same way about Florida State. Like it's literally no excuse. Like when I was there, we survived the whole massacre, the biggest massacre. Oh, that's, oh wow, that was good. Oh wow. And we still came out and won the ACC championship the next year. You know, wow. Literally no excuse. Like you can't no, you let it out on the field, you leave it on the field. You know, once you no matter how many games they stop you or whatever, you let it out on the field. Wow. And I just don't see that type of like there's no excuse, man. No, let's go. <laughs> Joshua is not having it, Charlie. So do you feel the same way about your Seminoles? Are you not having it, Charlie? No, I mean, I'm a realist. Um, I mean, our program right now is, you know, I think we have a, a very good coach, um, a solid coach uh, that, I mean, I know the ins and outs. And, of course, there's no excuses, but you still also have to be, you know, real. And uh, where we were um, a year ago from a mentality standpoint, um, you know, I think we've improved in that area. But we're just like Georgia Tech. We're playing a lot of young guys. Um, and when you play a lot of young guys, you have to live with mistakes. Um, and when you live with mistakes, you got to live with losses um, as well. Uh, but I do know they're being well coached. Um, I know Coach Norville is uh, – he has a great foundation that he's established. I think – I know he's going to recruit well. Um, and so I, I just feel that we'll be heading in the right direction. But as always, the key is, you know, whether you can find your quarterback that the team can rally around um, or a couple quarterbacks that the team can rally around. And when they can find that, it makes uh, – life a lot easier in recruiting you feel good about your team moving forward mm -hmm. um and you know you know you're going to be able to get the athletes and the different guys uh, that can help you know change the program around now it's just a matter of you know putting things into place in order um and winning football games and i just think eventually once we can get to get over this malaise or hump um, of having three coaches in three years, <laughs> uh, you know, or three and a half years, uh, 
I think we'll be okay. Okay. So a slight right for you. Yes. Okay. All right. All right. I know know the know what's going on. Yeah. And kind of what's happening, even though on the field it doesn't look good right now. Um, but I do know that they're working, putting the time in, and they're hopefully, you know, we're gonna be recruiting just like everybody else, but uh, our recruiting won't be all from the high school ranks like it used to be. Uh, we'll probably end up like Miami this year in the transfer portal. But just like anything else, if you get the right guys, you can help, you know, get it turned around, and then you can kind of start moving in the right direction. What do you, what do you think about that, Josh? you agree? I do agree um, on a lot of things. Um, but the main points I, I, I did, I want to swipe right. And I say because they are taking a step in the right direction. You know, they are a very young team. I think I'm not sure y'all can correct me if I'm wrong, but they might be one of the youngest teams in the ACC. Um, but with that being said, it just shows how much potential they do have with all the change as far as the coaches are concerned, you know, to still be competitive and to still be out there and go out there and put something on the field. And again, with no excuses being made, but with all this COVID that everybody's dealing with, um, I like what I saw out there. And I think they just need that confidence booster, like Charlie said, whether it's that coach that's going to bring the guys in, however he brings them in, or whether it's that young player that just steps up and embraces that leadership role and goes out there and takes over, you know, goes to go out there and just go crazy on the field, go make the plays need to be making you know, help bring everybody else with you. They just need that one person, one or two players that's just going to go out there and, and embrace, you know, embrace everything, embrace the road and, you know, change the culture down there. It, it, it's really a lot of times when a new coach comes in, it's all about the signature win, which I don't know if they had the opportunity to get this year. Uh, and, and, and I say opportunity, I mean that like they didn't play the team, but they just didn't they weren't together enough or hadn't worked through enough of the issues to really put together that solid four, four quarters that they needed to put together to go actually get that signature win. So I think they're still in transition, just like you said, uh, a tough first year under tough circumstances. Uh, but I'm going to trust my guy, Charlie Ward, there, who says they're trending in the right direction. And I like Jordan Travis. Yeah. I think he might be the guy. I think he might be the guy. Uh, so hopefully he'll see some normal circumstances in a normal offseason, and that'll push them in the in the right direction. Uh, I'm gonna give Charlie a gift and say Florida State Indiana game is going to overtime. Yes. So we won't we won't drag this pick them out. I think we've evaluated this uh, these teams enough. Let's just get some good pick ems in so everybody. Uh, in podcast land, can uh, watch the game on replay if you're in podcast land. But everybody watching here today can go see the overtime. Okay, what we got here? Uh, Pitt and Georgia Tech, 7 p.m. on ESPN3. Guys, who you got? I'm going with Georgia Tech. All right. I like Georgia Tech, too. Only because they're at home? Is that why everybody said it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. I, I, listen. Those kids seem to play well at home, so I'm going to go with them as well. Uh, Wake Forest and Louisville, who you got? Uh, I'm going to go with Wake Forest. Okay. Oh, wow. Coming into Louisville, beating them. Yeah. I like Louisville at home. Okay. 
I'm actually, and this is weird for me to say while I'm wearing Louisville gear, but I think Tutu Atwell not being there is a problem. So I'm 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 gonna have to say Wake Forest. Um, I I my guys they hadn't been trending well, and I have a feeling this is not gonna go well either. Uh, they they saying Wake in the chat as well. So uh, so we got two Wakes and a Louisville. Uh, the big one this week, North Carolina. Well, the big one to some. North Carolina and Miami. Who are you going with, guys? I'm going to go with uh, Miami. Okay, Miami. Okay. I like Miami, too. Miami for both of you. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with Miami. But it's going to be a lot closer than people think. I think it's going to be a, I think it's gonna be a really good game. I think Mac is going to pull out all the stops on this one. Uh, Duke and Florida State. Can Charlie Seminoles get a win? Yes, we can win. All right. They better win. Duke is Duke. <laughs> Duke. You're right. That's the quote. I may change the title of the show to Duke. <coughs> to Duke is Duke. I may change the title for the show. Uh, we go on Florida State as a group here. Uh, and finally, the signature game of the weekend. He came dressed in all Virginia Tech gear. The game is in Blacksburg. It's at 8 o'clock on the ACC Network. Charlie Ward, are you going to – you broke his heart last week by going with Clemson. Are you going to break his heart again? Our special guest, are you going to break his heart again this week? Uh, if they get a ball to Herbert like 25 times, they will win because I'm not sure what they have planned at quarterback. Uh, because Hooker left the game, and then Burmeister, I'm not sure what happened to him. Um, and then they had another guy in there. If they have the last guy that was in, it's going to be tough, and they got to give it to my man Herbert. But I'm going to go with the Hokies. Uh, I'll be respectful for since he's on the show. And they're playing at home, so. Charlie gave me a 50 He gave me a 70 uh, oh wow, Ron went with the upset, and 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 he, they're giving you love in the chat. They saying Virginia Tech. I know you going Virginia Tech, but what's your key to the victory? Um, I mean Charlie just hit it on the head. We got a heavy dose of Herbert. He might see thirty some carries this game, you know, <laughs> just because we don't know. I think Hooker might play, but we we have no clue. If, if he if we get a heavy dose of him, I think he's gonna take over, and you know we're gonna control the clock. We're going to keep the ball. He's going to get it in the end zone. And we're going to come out with the victim. All right. Commonwealth to the list. All right. Well, I will make it, uh, again, the trifecta and say that Virginia Tech uh, makes me look good this week, even though it, they kind of blew it last week for me and, and we had it. And then, you know, bottom dropped down the second. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we're going with Virginia Tech as well. All right. This has been fun, guys. We, uh, Joshua, you are a natural at this, my brother. We appreciate you. Today's show, again, sponsored by BetOnline.ag. Go to BetOnline.ag and get your bet on. Uh, and uh, check out all this, the prop bets and all that stuff in the casino. You'll have a good time over there. Also, we know our, we give love to our doing the world of flavor.com popcorn world, 250 flavors of the best popcorn you ever had in your life. So there you go. All right. 
Guys, I appreciate you both. It's been a phenomenal show. Uh, next week, we'll come back and do it all over again. Talking ACC Championship Week. Should be a good one, all right? Uh, that is Joshua Morgan. That is Charlie Ward. I am Lloyd Spence. We will see you here next week on Believe in the ACC. Y'all have a good one. Go Nose. <laughs> get, your, get your Go Hokies in before I go. All right. You have been listening to Believe in the ACC with Charlie Ward and Lloyd Spence. You can tune in every Tuesday and Thursday on the Believe Podcast Network, Spotify, iTunes, and everywhere podcasts can be heard. You can also watch Charlie and Lloyd on Facebook, on the Noisemakers page, and on YouTube, on the Noise Media YouTube channel. Please like, subscribe, and follow on all our platforms, and we will keep taking you inside the ACC. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.